Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday, and I'm Michael Novogratik. You're listening to the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits, a weekly podcast focusing on affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. The Report on Tax Credits is presented by Novogratik & Company, LLP, a national accounting consulting firm that specializes in these fields. This week, we'll discuss the developments at the state level regarding several tax credit programs, including Rhode Island's Historic Tax Credit Program, Ohio's Historic Preservation Tax Credit, and Missouri's State Low Income Housing Tax Credit. We will also review new reports in the media about the effect that the credit crisis is having on the development of affordable housing throughout the country. But first, we have several breaking news items to share. First, the White House last week announced President Bush's choice to replace former HUD Secretary Alfonso Jackson, who resigned earlier this month. On Friday, April 18th, President Bush announced his intention to nominate Steve Preston to serve as the next Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. The White House describes Preston as a strong executive with an outstanding track record in the private sector and at the Small Business Administration, or SBA. Preston was unanimously confirmed by the Senate and became head of the SBA in July 2006. In announcing his intention to nominate Preston to head the Department of Housing and Urban Development, President Bush said, and I quote, The department requires strong leadership at a time when our housing market is experiencing a period of challenge and uncertainty. In seeking to fill this important cabinet post, I looked for a leader with an impressive background in finance, someone who understands the important role the housing market plays in the broader economy. I sought a reformer who would act aggressively to help Americans obtain affordable mortgages and be able to keep their homes. I sought a consensus builder who's earned the respect of Republicans and Democrats, who can get things done. I found these qualities and much more in Steve Preston, end quote. We will follow Preston's nomination closely as the situation develops and keep you updated in future podcasts. In other breaking news from the Capitol, legislators last week introduced a bill that would extend several expiring tax credits, including the New Market Tax Credit and Renewable Energy Tax Credits. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Max Baucus of Montana and Ranking Member Charles Grassley of Iowa unveiled a measure to extend a series of expired or expiring tax incentives and provide a one-year patch for the Alternative Minimum Tax, or AMT. The Alternative Minimum Tax and Extenders Tax Relief Bill of 2008 is how the bill is being referred to, would extend the new market tax credits for one year through December 2009. It would also extend for one year the 30% investment tax credit for solar energy property and qualified fuel cell property, as well as the 10% investment tax credit for microturbines. Senators Baucus and Grassley did not indicate how the cost of these extensions would be offset, but it is expected that the Senate Finance Committee will soon consider the measure, including the revenue offsets. In the meantime, a copy of the bill and a summary of its provisions can be found online at www.newmarketscredits.com and www.energytaxcredits.com. In our final breaking news item, we'll update you on an invitation from the Treasury Department and Internal Revenue Service for the public to suggest areas of tax law that should be clarified through published guidance. On Friday, April 18th, the IRS invited the public to submit recommendations for items that should be on the 2008-2009 to Guidance Priority List. The Treasury Department and IRS use the Guidance Priority List each year to identify and prioritize the tax issues that should be addressed through regulations, revenue rulings, revenue procedures, notices, and other published administrative guidance. The 2008-2009 list will outline the guidance that the Treasury Department and the IRS intend to issue from July 1, 2008 through June 30, 2009. In order to be included in the original 
2008-2009 guidance priority list, the IRS asks that recommendations for guidance be submitted by May 31, 2008. However, taxpayers can submit recommendations for guidance at any time during the tax year, and the IRS will update the list periodically to reflect additional guidance that it intends to publish. Notice 2008-47, which describes how interested parties can submit requests for guidance under this plan, can be found online at www.taxcredithousing.com, www.newmarketscredits.com, and www.energytaxcredits.com. When the new list is released, we'll post it on each of these sites as well. Now let's get started with our first topic, an update on several states' tax credit programs, including the fate of the State Historic Program in Rhode Island. We first told you in our April 1st podcast about the debate in Rhode Island over the state's historic tax credit. Since that podcast, Rhode Island lawmakers voted to scale back the historic tax credit program, but not eliminate it, in response to the state's budget problems. State lawmakers voted to limit the credit to developers who applied for the tax credits before January 2008, meaning no new projects will be considered. But they also authorized the state to borrow an estimated $280 million to help cover the cost of tax credits for projects that are currently in the works. The compromise legislation reduces the rate for projects that are underway from a net of 27.75% to 22%. This compromise is expected to save taxpayers roughly $40 million over the next two years. Moving our focus to Ohio, recent reports indicate that the state's new historic preservation tax credit program has been so successful that the state ran out of tax credit authority to award in the face of overwhelming demand. As of mid-March, the Ohio Department of Development had approved 37 applications totaling approximately $123 million in tax credit authority, exceeding the $120 million that was budgeted for the program. The program was significantly oversubscribed, and the Department of Development says it received 115 applications requesting a total of more than $214 million worth of tax credits. The program was expected to run through 2009, but in March, the State Department of Development announced it was ending the program because it had exceeded its $120 million budget. This decision was met with some opposition, and a group of developers has since filed suit against the Ohio Department of Development, charging that the division unlawfully denied their applications for the historic tax credits. The Department of Development contends that applications were evaluated on a first-come, first-served basis, and that the program was ended only because of budgetary concerns. The developers argue that the program's enabling legislation does not empower the state to halt the program, and they have asked the Ohio Supreme Court to force the Department of Development to resume processing and approving eligible applications. A decision is expected to take several months, but in the meantime, an economic stimulus package proposed by Ohio's Governor Ted Strickland and state legislators may provide additional funding for the state's preservation tax credit. In April, as part of a $1.57 billion economic stimulus package, the legislature approved $120 million in historic preservation tax credits for the 2010 to 2011 budget. The last state-level tax credit program in our report today is the state low-income housing tax credit in Missouri, which has been the subject of on-again, off-again scrutiny for several years now. Last week, the Missouri State Auditor's Office released an analysis of the state LIHTC. In the report, the state auditor pans the program as costly and inefficient. The auditor says that for every dollar an LIHTC authorized and issued, the current tax credit model provides only about $0.35 cents toward the development of housing. The remaining $0.65 cents goes to investors, syndication firms, and to the federal government in the form of increased taxes resulting from the use of state tax credits. The audit discusses several options to improve the tax credit model, 
one of which would allow the Missouri Housing Development Commission to issue approximately half as many credits as are currently being issued while providing the same level of equity for housing development. The Kansas City Star reports that in a written response to the audit, officials for the Missouri Housing Development Commission, the state agency that manages the program, acknowledge that the program, in their words, does not operate at an optimum level of efficiency. We will discuss the audit and related information in an upcoming issue of the Journal of Tax Credit Housing. If you're not already receiving this valuable industry journal, you can subscribe online at www.novoco.com products. You can also download a copy of the auditor's report by visiting www.taxcredithousing.com and clicking on Reports and Research under the Resources heading. On that page, you will also find a cost-benefit analysis of the Missouri Low-Income Housing Tax Credit Program that was published last year. In our final topic today, we'll discuss recent reports in the media about how the subprime mortgage meltdown and resulting credit crisis have affected the development of affordable housing across the country. In recent weeks, media outlets have reported the ripple effect from the nation's housing and credit crisis are reaching the shores of affordable housing. In particular, the decline in price being paid for low-income housing tax credits is being cited as a cause for concern. The Times-Picayune reports that the Louisiana Housing Finance Agency has said that any affordable housing developers who have not yet closed on their financing plans may find themselves unable to do so. Finance and Commerce, a daily newspaper focused on business in Minnesota, quotes Chip Halbach, executive director at the Minnesota Housing Partnership, as predicting that as much as 5 to $8 million could be lost due to the downturn in the tax credit market. An article in the Fresno Bee last week suggests that even if other investors step up to fill the gaps left by the major institutional investors who historically have made up the lion's share of the equity market, they aren't likely to have as much demand, so there will still be less money for affordable housing. In Charlotte, North Carolina, affordable housing advocates are hoping that the mortgage crisis will help them underscore the need for affordable rental housing. Charlotte's Housing Trust Fund recently lobbied the council for a bond issue to go before voters in November to fund affordable housing. The Charlotte Observer reports that trust fund board members said that they hoped the spotlight on the mortgage crisis would increase the city's willingness to pay for affordable housing. The Observer also reports that many of those in need of low-income rental housing in coming years will be people who lose their homes to foreclosure, and this is according to a study by consultants Robert Charles Lesser and Company. There has been a lot of speculation about the future of the LHTC equity market, and we'll examine this complex topic in detail in several articles in the May issue of the Journal of Tax Credit Housing. If you have any questions about the journal, I encourage you to send us an email at products at novaco.com. Well, that brings us to an end of this week's report. Please join us next Tuesday when we'll review H.R. 5818, the Neighborhood Stabilization Act of 2008, a bill being marked up by the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday, April 23rd. The bill would create a $15 billion HUD-administered loan and grant program for the purchase and rehabilitation of owner-vacated foreclosed homes. We'll also next week provide our estimates of the size of the 2008 LHTC equity market and the key dynamics at play in determining the pricing for tax credits. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.